welcome back to the latest edition of the Views from the Wings podcast. And we got some some pretty big news last Thursday. Carson Wentz was traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a third round this year and a conditional second-round pick next year if there's some incentives that the Colts and Carson Wentz need to apply to, which is he needs to at least play like 75% snaps for the Eagles for it to move to the to first-round pick. And, you know, a lot of people have been de- debating this this whole offseason what, what the Eagles are going to do with Carson Wentz. Are they going to stick with him or not? And turns out they ended up trading him. And, you know, some people were a little bit were happy by that. Some were a little bit, like, dumbfounded by it. And I guess the Eagles are doing what, what what's in their best interest. They tried to get rid of him because he didn't play well and try to get rid of the cap. Which right now they're I think they're at like a thirty three thirty three million in debt cap, which is not ideal, but you know, they've been releasing players they've intended on releasing players like Deshaun Jackson, which they ended up doing. Now the other report was from Ian Rappaport saying that Alshon will be gone when the new league year starts, which is March seventeenth. So you know the the Eagles are rebuilding. Everybody knows it. Just the moves that they're making are very head scratching decisions, you know. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy that you know that we got here in such a short time. But um, I think the more you look into it, um, it seemed like the separation between the Eagles and Wentz was like a pretty mutual thing. Um, Wentz apparently wanted a reset, um, which to me, doesn't necessarily mean, you know, he, he never demanded a trade or, or forced his way out yeah. like he could have. It's difficult. Um, essentially, to me, um, whenever he says he wants a reset, that means, you know, a new coaching staff, new philosophy, and pros- probably getting rid of Howie Roseman. And um, to me, it was probably a Howie Roseman versus um, Carson Wentz thing. And the more reports come out, the less – Carson Wentz became, you know, trust less less Carson Wentz trusted in, in Howie Roseman's decision making, and yeah. um, there's kind of two you know two schools of thought when it comes to that. It's like for in my school of thought is like as a fan, most fan most fans don't like Howie Roseman and are willing to tell you know say that they think he wants to be they, he should be fired, and I think that's more common than it isn't among the fan base. Um, yeah. And so think that Carson Wentz can't also feel that way is, is kind of crazy to me. Um, but just playing devil's advocate, he did sign the contract, you know, nine months ago. So he believed enough in the team – or not nine months, but, you know, about a year and a half ago. But Yeah. He believed enough in the team at the time to sign that deal. So yeah. obviously I think the Jalen Hurts pick was probably the shot that broke the camel's back. And I think Wentz probably – I mean, whenever you're in that situation, you have to sign the extension. It's not, I mean, Wentz could have, you know, put it off, but. He would have looked like an idiot if he turned on that kind of money, so. Exactly, exactly. I mean, he wasn't going to, I mean, it's the most money ever given to a quarterback, so you're stupid to turn that down. I mean, you, you can't get any better than that at the time. Yeah. And I think you have people that are like, well, if Wentz, Wentz was, you know, really didn't believe in Howie Roseman, why did he sign his contract? But I also don't think he believed that. They, he would he would go ahead and draft a Jalen Hurts and go ahead and, and take a Davian Taylor in round three who also doesn't help Wentz and also doesn't even get on the field. 
and just like, I think I think that last draft and kind of it was kind of an accumulative effect where you know it it all just kind of compounded upon itself and turned into what it was and at the end of the day I mean Wentz is gone and you know I I won't agree with the decision um and you know until I see something better from the Eagles and I don't see this team you know they're obviously not going to be a good team next year and yeah it's I think I think whenever this you know not this time next year but about midway through the season three quarters away through the Colts are going to be a good team the Eagles are going to be crappy and you're going to have all of these you know talking heads saying how the, the Colts won the trade and how the Eagles are terrible now and I just think it's going to be ironic how I I think the narrative is, is most definitely going to switch pretty quickly um and I think a lot of the fans that are, are happy about this are going to be unhappy when the team when the team is terrible next year and I may be being pessimistic, but I just don't see a way this team is going to be super competitive. And, and maybe that's okay. Maybe that's fine. You don't need to be competitive next year. But but into the draft, um, you have Jalen Hurts on, on your roster, and that doesn't mean you can't draft a quarterback at, at six. And that's obviously been a discussion that's been, you know, debated ad nauseum between everybody. And oh, yeah. It's been there's, there's, Really, yeah, and there's really only two, two schools of thought with that, too, and it's it's either you, you think the Eagles should draft a quarterback or at least entertain it, or you think that it should be completely off the board. And um, I don't know how you feel about that situation still, but... Um. Yeah, I just... I don't think... Because if the Eagles were... Let's say they weren't 4-11-1, they're like maybe 7-9 or something like that, they probably would be picking probably somewhere in the late, maybe early to late mid-teens. But they have the sixth pick in the the draft. And I don't think you can just – I just don't think you can automatically disqualify them from taking a quarterback just because Jalen Hurts is there. Like last Friday night I was looking at – I was looking at Trey Lance's highlight tape and, my God, this dude has got a cannon for an arm and, like, He's able to, you know, he's able to run. He has, he's good on, I think he ran for like a thousand yards in his, in 2019. I'm not sure about that, but yeah, he, he showed me that I know the optics would look bad if they, it would look, it would look terrible if they ended up drafting another quarterback out of NDSU, but I, I just don't. I don't think the Eagles are going to hold on to that. Oh, if we draft another quarterback from NDSU, he's going to he's going to be like Carson Wentz. I think he's more I think he's more ready to be an NFL quarterback right now because even though he's playing against uh, lesser competition, he is still able to go. On, I don't think they went undefeated. They ended up oh. winning a ch- championship, and he in his college career he didn't he didn't throw any. He was able to take care of the ball properly. So maybe I don't think – I just – I'm really intrigued by by Trey Lance, and I think he's a really good – he's a really interesting prospect, but I don't know if he's going to be there with the Eagles if the Eagles when the Eagles pick sixth in the draft or if, if they move down or trade up to for somebody. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. They went they went 16-0 and 0 in 2019. Won, won the SCS championship, James against uh, old James Madison, um, yeah. which I believe I believe that's uh, Ben DiNucci's alma mater, right? Yeah. 
<laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, um, he did run for – he ran for 1,100 yards. He hasn't um, ever thrown an interception in, in college. Um, and obviously the year off is, is going to scare some people away, um, which is why I think he's actually probably QB4. I'm not sure boards. Um, and QB4 is where I've seen him. And if the Eagles get, you know, the QB4 in this draft, I don't think that's a bad thing. <laughs> I think you look at those top four guys, and you can't really go wrong with any of them. And I, I admittedly haven't watched much of Trey Lance. Um, yeah. I've seen highlights. Um uh, Tyrell Biggs on Twitter. He's um, he's really high on him too, and I, I respect his his opinion a lot. And he's yeah. pumped to um, he's pumped him to uh, Dante Culpepper, kind of like the, uh, that's a, that's actually a pretty good comparison if you mm-hmm. think about it. Yeah, in a prime Dante, especially he, he kind of like a like he called him a slim Dante, which I like it, man. I think I think that's a, a pretty spot on. If you, if you watch him play. He runs like a tank, man. He's he's got that like Carson Wentz. There's I don't know if you saw it was this one play I was watching it during his highlight tape, and he's he, he I think he was pressured. He ended up running and like a bunch of his like offensive linemen were like grabbing him, and he's able to get like probably a 15 yard gain, <laughs> and like the defense was trying to tackle him, and you know it's. I think that, like you said, the quarterbacks in these draft, I don't think you can go wrong on one of them. I just think the only one that probably has a lot of question marks is um, Justin Fields. I, I have to look at his tape to see how, what type of quarterback he is. I know I watched the, the Sugar Bowl, and he just lit up a, lit up a really good Clemson defense. and. That, that was his best game. Best yeah, game. That was his best game, and he was playing with the hurt ribs. So that kind of shows you, even mm-hmm. if he's hurt, he's able to produce. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's this is an interesting draft class. Now, going back to the Eagles' quarterback conundrum, you can stay with Jalen Hurts. You can ride out, ride him out for one year. If you don't believe in him, you can go. You can go in, into next year's draft looking for a quarterback, but you probably have to. If you want, like, a talk guy, you probably need to do what the Eagles probably did with when they went and drafted Carson Wentz. The one prospect, if we're going to look ahead to the next year's draft and quarterbacks, is I'm really intrigued by Spencer Rattler. He's another quarterback out of Oklahoma. I think this was his first year starting, but he had some of those 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 rookie mistakes. But towards the end of the year, he was able – he's a gunslinger. He's probably – He's a better throw of football than than Jalen Hurts, and I don't know. It depends on what the Eagles do in the off season, because yeah. we might we might be having the same conversation this time next year. So, for me, I'm not a huge Spencer Rattler fan. Um, okay. um, I think when you look at next year's draft class, and that's why I think it's much more important to get a quarterback this year, because like you said, they're they're probably not going to be bad enough to where they're going to be picking in the top five or six like they are this year. Um, yeah. And, and even being at four and 11 and one, I mean, that's, that's, we're pretty lucky we're even picking six. So we, we could be picking, you know, that tie really kind of helped us there a little bit. But yeah. I just think when you look at next year's draft class, there's one guy and it's Sam Howell. And okay, um, he's right now probably going to be the number one pick unless something catastrophic happens next year to him. But other than that, I mean, you got Tyler Shaw out of, you know, Texas Tech, um, 
I believe there's a, a quarterback from another quarterback from Oregon. And I just, and I, I haven't watched, you know, really any of the, any of these guys, but just looking at, you know, projections and how, you know, some of these respected scouts have, have ranked these classes. When you look at this class, this year's class, you're not going to have three or four quarterbacks taken in the top six. Like there's a really good possibility of happening this year. You know what I'm saying? Like you could, you could see four quarterbacks go really, really early in this draft and, I would be shocked if next year you have even two quarterbacks go in the top five. So I, I just think people are very intrigued by Spencer Rattler because he's his, his head coach is Lincoln Riley, and we saw what he's done with Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts. So if you're like a quarterback who wants to get better, I guess go to Oklahoma and be a quarterback under Lincoln Riley because he's you know he's turned a lot of. People really didn't think much about Baker Mayfield, turned him into Heisman Trophy winner mm-hmm. and number one overall pick. Same thing with Kyler Murray. And, but with Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts wasn't really a like a certified – I'm not going to say he wasn't a certified passer, but he was able to throw the ball, but he put it into harm's way a lot when he was at Oklahoma. And people will take that, oh, you're just – you didn't. You don't. You you don't like. You didn't want Jalen Hurts to be the starter. I'm saying no. I'm not. I'm just saying. I watch a lot. I'm an Oklahoma fan. I watch a lot of their games and the games that I the important games that he played against, which is against Texas. He put the ball and he was either fumbling the ball or he he was throwing the ball across his body. And then when they came back down twenty to three against Baylor, he was putting the ball into harm's way yet again. He probably had maybe. He had, I think he had like three to three turnovers in, in that game, and it's kind of like, do you want to stay? And we saw it again in that four-game stretch. He was turning, he was turning the ball over at a high clip. So I don't know if the Eagles are willing to to see, to put Jalen Hurts as QB one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a weird situation. I said last week, um, last time we recorded that. Eagles are in like kind of like a crossroads and in, in, in they've got a, they've got a decision to make. And, you know, I, I could see both sides. I could see them going, um, you know, wide receiver or, or even Kyle Pitts or, or, you know, trying, or even if Sewell falls taking the offensive lineman, I could see any of that happening if you're wanting to try to build around Jalen Hurts. And, you know, there is a, there is an argument to be made where, you know, next year the Eagles are probably going to have two first round picks. So they will have some ammo to move up, but yeah. then again, it brings you back to, are you going to find that guy? Because what happens, and I'm just so afraid of the scenario where you drafted Jamar Chase. That's fine. He's he's an amazing talent. That's a home run pick. But you go you go through 2021, and maybe Jalen Hurts isn't that great. Maybe the, the book's out on Jalen. Maybe as the weeks go on and people start getting tape on him, they start figuring out ways to beat Jalen. Because I think you saw, and, you know, there's always the rookie excuse. There's always the excuse of bad offensive line and poor supporting cast. But you saw once defenses started being able to get some film on him, even first half to second half, to make adjustments, Hurts struggled, man. And he struggled whenever he wasn't able to get that first read. And he struggled whenever he wouldn't win. Excuse me. He struggled um, whenever uh, they they took away his ability to run when they put spies on him. He, he I think he really struggled there. And you saw in Dallas against Dallas, especially second half, they spied him several times in the second half, and it just shut him down. And so I think when you go into 2021, and maybe Jalen Hurts isn't that great, and the Eagles go seven and nine, eight and eight, 
you know, just good enough to, to miss the playoffs. You go into next year, okay, we're going to try to find our guy. Let's say you draft, you know, a Spencer Rattler. What if he doesn't turn out too? You know, you know, because there's question marks on the guys coming in in 2022 than this year. So I think you, you're better served to go ahead and take that swing where you're sitting now instead of, you know, loading up the next year. Because you're still going to have that. If, like, let's say you take a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance or even somehow Zach Wilson falls to you. Or you trade up to get him. Yeah, exactly. If something like that happens, you're still going to have that second or, you know, that second first next year. So you're still going to have two first round picks where you can go and get, you know, some of these uh, wide receivers in next year's class. Um, you know, Ohio State, they, they're churning out wide receivers. Um, I can't think of his name. He's number two. He pops out on Justin Fields' tape all the time. Though, the, Chris Olave? Chris Olave. Yeah. yeah you know, you can he's, he's a really good – sorry for interrupting, but he said he's a really good go-to weapon for – Justin Fields. I, I don't think I. I think I think it was a few weeks ago, but Chris Olave said he was gonna. He's returning to Ohio State. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I mean, next, not this year's draft, but the following. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm saying, I'm saying, if they go ahead and take a Justin Fields or you know or a quarterback, you can still improve upon. You know, you can still get playmakers in next year because you're gonna have those two first round picks where you're not going to need to move up for quarterbacks. You're going to have a Jalen Hurts or a Justin Fields or Trey Lance or whoever. So I think whenever – and there's a debate that taking a quarterback at six starts another controversy, which to me I just don't understand. I think that's – Yeah. No, yeah, it's because, I mean, Jalen Hurts is – he's a second-round pick who started four games. It's not like this team is committed to Jalen Hurts any more than they were committed to, like, a Sidney Jones or a J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. And I just think just because he's a quarterback taken in the second round, that doesn't mean you're married to him. We've seen quarterbacks taken in the second round year after year who who are gone, you know, in a year or two. So I know it's probably it's not the greatest resource usage ever if, you know, you go ahead and take a quarterback at six after taking Jalen Hurts. But the, the resource usage wasn't good at the time when you selected him. It, it was a bad use of resources at the time. So. I don't know how you can say it's a bad use of resources in the future if they take a quarterback at six. To me, it's just a weird argument because you have, if you have, you know, a top six quarterback, you use them. You got Jalen Hurts. You have two different ways you can go. So I don't see the controversy to, to me anyway. Yeah, and rumors. Adam Schefter, I think he reported that the Eagles are on. They're they're high on Jalen Hurts, but they're not really you know, committed. And I said that they're willing to bring in competition for him either via free agency or the draft. And I think I texted, texted this to you last week, but if I'm Jalen Hurts, I don't want, I don't want the Eagles to draft a Zach Wilson, a Justin Fields or a Trey Lance. Cause if there's a competition, he's not winning that. I'm let me just keep it a hundred right there. He's not, he doesn't have the throwing power to beat out Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, or Justin. Maybe Justin Fields, but well, and even and even with that, you take a quarterback six. That's that's going to be your guy. He's going to get his chance no matter what. You know what I mean? Hurts may start at the beginning, but it's never going to be Hurts' job unless unless that rookie is a complete bust. And looks horrible. I think you could see the situation that the Chargers were in last year, where they're planning on just starting Tyrod. To, Tyrod Taylor the whole year, and then he end, I think he got ended up getting hurt in week one. Not even week one, but I think it was – I'm not sure which week, but then Justin Herbert ended up coming in, and he just 
he took that job by the horns and he was just he was a starter and hopefully Jalen doesn't get hurt but if that happens I just see one of those one of those guys whoever the Eagles end up taking if they do just taking the jobs away from him because probably the only good thing Jalen could do is he can run like he can get out of the pocket and he can run so can so can Zach Wilson, so can Justin Fields, so can Trey Lance. Like, if I'm Jalen Hurts, I don't want the Eagles. I'd rather the Eagles draft like a Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith, or Kyle Pitts instead of a quarterback. And oh yeah, for sure. Hearing, hearing stuff from certain insiders who are plugged into the Eagles organization, I think, I think the Eagles are more. I think they're gonna draft. I think they're going to draft a quarterback with the sixth pick. It's it's heading heading towards that. Yeah, um, I don't know what they do um, at all, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I'm not opposed to really anything. Um, the one thing I'm probably most opposed to is Kyle Pitts. Um, yeah, it's a huge debate about him seems like every single day on Twitter. But um. <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember like. Maybe a few weeks ago, I was getting into it with Tom and Tyrell. Like, Tom was just saying that he's just a tight end. And, like, if you look at his, yeah, he's given, as a position, he's given a tight end. But if you see what he can do, if he's spread out to the to the outsides and in the slide, he's, like, he's a beast. Like, Listen, I, I think... I think he's extremely talented. Um, I think he's a top 10 prospect for sure, but I just, man, I, it just gives me pause and because I don't know um, how much he can win on the outside of the NFL. And I know he played outside a lot in college and he won against some really good corners, but I think the NFL is a different, different story. It's totally different than the college game. Yeah. And um, I think, just looking at Pitts' traits, I mean, he's got a lot of really good traits. I mean, he's he's fast, he's athletic, he's very versatile. You know, he's got a huge catch radius. He doesn't drop passes. He's great. You know, he's really strong at the catch point. He's got great yards after the catch. I can see why you'd be in love with a player like him. But I think you have a pretty similar player in Dallas Goddard. And I know he's not the same. Um, he's not nearly as athletic. He's not as big. He's not as polished, you know, as a prospect as he was coming out. But I just – I whenever you draft a Kyle Pitts – how many snaps that outside wide receiver is he really going to get? You know, if he plays a thousand snaps in a year, which would be a, a shitload for a tight end to play in his first year, I couldn't tell you the last tight end to play one thousand, you know, a thousand snaps in his first year, or you know, close to it. So let's say he's play, you know, first year he gets six hundred snaps. How many is going to be played outside wide receiver? Maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred. Mm-hmm. I would rather use that resource on a Jamar Chase or Devonta Smith, where you know is going to line up outside every single play, and he's going to be able to at least take away. Um, at least, at least draw some attention from a corner. So I think, <clears throat> I think whenever you look at a Kyle Pitts, he's almost more of like a luxury pick for a team that's already got you know a great wide receiver. And I just, I think you're going to get stuck in in kind of the same situation if you take a Kyle Pitts because tight end, wide receiver, whatever you want to call him, players like him, you know. And I comped him to like an Eric Ebron on um, a few days ago and. Um, a lot of people didn't like that comp, and I, you know, I understand it's not the greatest comp in the world, but I think whenever you walk, whenever you look at how both those guys were deployed in college and how they were used and kind of had their skill set, there's a lot of similarities. And I don't, I, I don't think people remember when Eric Ebron was coming out, they thought he was going to be 
the next Vernon Davis. Like they thought he was going to take, take the NFL by storm and it just didn't happen. And I think when you look at tight ends taken that highly or taken, even in the first round, there's not a huge high success rate. And maybe you can do that with a lot of positions. Maybe you can do that with the wide receiver position too. But I just think, you know, they comp them to like all these tight ends, like a Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey. Darren Waller was a sixth round pick. Travis Kelsey was a third round pick. You know, Mark Andrews, third round pick, Zachary, second round pick. And I just think whenever you see all these tight ends that are, are having success, I think you can find one, you know, later, especially when you have a Dallas Goddard on your team who I think can do a lot of the same things. Um, and we've the, the Eagles have line tight, tight ends at wide receiver. I mean, Zach Ertz played outside wide receiver a lot. And he obviously can't do the same things Kyle Pitts can, but they put him out outside wide receiver to try to open things up. And it, it just didn't, it didn't open the offense up much. It didn't really change a whole lot. So I think I think Kyle Pitts is on the board if Devonta Smith and both Jamar Chase are gone. Then I'm cool with Kyle Pitts, but I, I think I think he's extremely talented. I mean, he's a great prospect, and I think he'll probably have a good career. But I think a player like him is going to take a year or two. Or I think a Jamar Chase could could come into you know and, and dominate from week one on. Yeah, and I <clears throat> I totally agree with where you're coming from, Mike. He could, Kyle Pitts could end up being the next Eric Ebron where he's just, he's he's a good tight end. He's not a great one, but I think Eagles are, they're very, <clears throat> they want to use two, the two, 21 personnel a lot. They did that with Ertz and Goddard. What? 12 personnel. 21. <laughs> My bad. 12 personnel. So I, I just think, it comes down to would you rather have the two tight ends be Dallas Goddard and Richard Rodgers, or would you rather have Kyle Pitts or, mm-hmm. or, and Dallas Goddard? I just think if they do end up using – they do end up drafting Kyle Pitts and using him at wide receiver, I think it would be more at if, – if the Eagles are once again hit at the wide receiver position is just filled with injuries, I just – I think they would rather want to use Kyle Pitts as a, as a the, the backup tight end to Goddard. Yeah, um, and, and Pitts is a weapon, man, and I think, like I said, I think he's going to have a good career. I think I think he's extremely talented. I just don't know if it fits in Philly. Um, you know, me saying all this, they're probably going to take him now, but <laughs> um, I just I don't I'm not I'm not I'm not the highest on him, and I I think that. I think you're going to have a chance at a Devonta Smith, and there's some reservations about Devonta Smith, you know, about his size and, and stuff like that. But I'm not, I'm not as worried about that. Um, I don't know if you saw. There's a picture circulating with um, Smith, um, Chase, and Justin Jefferson all in the same picture, and Justin Jefferson looks actually a little bit leaner than, than Devonta. Um, body and torso. I mean, they're about the same size. So Justin Jefferson, obviously, his size hasn't hasn't hindered him, and you know. I, I just think uh, I just think whenever you got a chance to get a Jamar Chase, especially you know, and I'm I'm afraid Chase is going to be gone. If I had to guess, it's probably going to go. If I had to guess, it's going to be someone trading up for a quarterback at, um, with the Dolphins. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see quarterback go one, two, three, and then you're going to see probably Sewell and Chase go um, in the next two picks or some 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 something like that. I think you see two to three quarterbacks go plus Chase and Sewell. So I think it's going to be probably Devonta Smith versus Kyle Pitts um, if they rule out quarterback. And 
you know, they could rule out quarterback, but I just think that you got to get those guys in the room. You know what I'm saying? You got to, I think you got to meet with them. You got to see what, where the fit is. You got to get them on the whiteboard and just really, you know, delve in, into their tape and give it a fair shot. You know, do, do, do the same due diligence you did in 2016 for Carson Wentz. And if you come away and, and you feel about, you know, Carson Wentz, I mean, you feel about Justin Fields or Zach Wilson or Trey Lance, how you felt about Carson Wentz, you have to draft that guy. Because obviously, without Carson Wentz, we don't win the Super Bowl. And obviously, Carson Wentz was an extremely talented, you know, prospect and was well well deserved of that second pick. So if you come away from the draft and you even have two guys, let's say you know you have Zach Wilson and Trey Lance, they're both guys. You're like, okay, I feel like this guy is going to be our next Carson Wentz or our next Donovan McNabb or whatever. You have to take the swing. You can't just you can't do all that you know due diligence. Find that out and just be like, well, we have Jalen Hurts. We can't create a controversy. You know, we can't draft another North Dakota State quarterback. You can't let that shit come in, you know, and, and, and cloud your view of trying to make this team great for a decade. Because Jalen Hurts, he might make this team good for a couple of years, but is he is he the franchise guy that is going to continue to get better, that's going to, you know, become, like, next level, like a Josh Allen type player? I don't know, man. But I think the more – chances you give your team to get that type of player, the better served you are. And who knows, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they draft a quarterback at six and then they're screwed because they don't have weapons around. I don't know, but I just, I just think you've got to take a swing if you feel like you're in love with the guy. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And with that, we'll leave it there and we'll come to you guys next week. So fly, go fly.